Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And if my voice sounds a lot worse or hopefully not a lot better, because that would be kind of disconcerting. Uh, yeah, sometimes it kind of sucks doing a podcast where you have news every week and you try to do a vacation. And sometimes it just it doesn't work out. Nathan is in Brooklyn, New York City. I am. The Big Apple. Well, I guess like the smaller apple off to the side of the Big Apple. The, the, don't do this. The stem of the? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the shaft? Where's <laughs> Staten Island, man? Don't I, have no Staten idea. Island. I, I don't know anything about New York. So uh, I bet the thing Staten Island is the anus of New York. Uh, but we're not here to talk about my vacation planning and my poor decision to try to drive through New York. We're here to talk about tech sports. And first off, I guess baseball is what we normally talk about, right? And we played ULL Rice. I only had that one loss against ULL and then swept Rice. Uh, but uh, I guess before we actually get into baseball, some, I guess, somber news from basketball involving Junior Lofton. Evan, what kind of came out about Lofton this week? Yeah, there were some rumors, I guess, on Friday morning, maybe, that you know, Lofton was going to transfer uh, or enter the transfer portal, should I say. And then, you know, we kind of weren't sure because it was some random sports website reporting it first. But then it became pretty clear when Junior himself retweeted that random sports uh, site. But yeah, uh, Junior Lofton has, you know, he's still prepping for NBA draft stuff. Um, he's currently in Phoenix, you know, training and, and attending camps and workouts and stuff for teams i think but he's also decided to open things up you know put his name in the transfer portal to see you know where he'd get interest from and since it's been a few days we've already seen that you know some of the national basketball uh college basketball sports writers are saying that he's getting interest from some pretty big programs but um, i think ultimately he hasn't decided for sure what he's gonna do but here are the names of the schools that are that are interested. Uh, Louisiana Tech, okay, duh. Houston, also duh. Texas, Kentucky, Auburn, Gonzaga, LSU, Memphis, Texas A&M, among others. I mean, uh, Southern Cal, UC Santa Barbara, Ole Miss, you know, like these are pretty big schools. Uh, I said Kentucky and Gonzaga in there. Those are, you know, powerhouses. Frequent one seeds in the NCAA yeah. tournament, right? How yeah. do they make it there? Well, can, Kentucky is, uh, I, I'd yeah. put them the, like the, the four most royal college yeah. basketball programs in the country. Yeah, like I, I would hate to see a junior in any other college basketball uniform other than a, a tech blue or tech red. But if he has a chance to go to Gonzaga or Kentucky, I don't, I wouldn't hate him for it. No, I wouldn't rename I, my cat because of it. <laughs> that's right. Uh, his his dad also told Jeff Goodman, one of these national basketball writers, uh, that they that he quote has not ruled out a return to Louisiana Tech. So, I don't want to get anybody's hopes up with that. I think it's pretty clear if you're getting if you if you could go to Kentucky, right? Like yeah. how how could we how could we blame him for that? And I think I've already kind of gone through the five stages of grief or whatever with this, but it sucks, right? It, it definitely sucks that Junior Lofton is considering leaving Tech. Uh, to play for a different college, right? He was he already announced that he was considering leaving Tech to go to the NBA. But well, where I've kind of landed with this is that you know he's got to make the best decision for him. And look, the NBA is not a guarantee, right? Like sixty people get drafted every year, and if he's lucky enough to get drafted in the future, not lucky, but if he's good enough, if he's you know puts in the hard work 
to get drafted, whether it's from Tech or from Kentucky or from wherever, it's not guaranteed, right, that he's going to go to the NBA and make a shitload of money. So if he can, like, go to Houston and sign an NIL deal that makes him $500,000 over the next three years in college, and that's the only money he ever makes from playing basketball, like, how can we tell him not to do that? You know what I mean? Easy. I DM him and I tell him not to do it. Okay, well, have you tried that? Well, I did message him and say, if you're leaving Louisiana Tech, uh, don't respond. And he has not responded. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's one way to do it. Can't wait for uh, it. Now, if Lofton gets offered a starting role on Kentucky and declines to come back to Tech, I want the Tech named after Junior. Yeah, the Junior Lofton Thomas Assembly Center. There we go. Yes. That's the least we can do. <laughs> or, or the or the Jalak. Yes. The Jalak. He goes by Junior. Does it really matter if his last name is Lofton anymore? Just call him Junior Thomas. And then it can still be the Thomas Assembly Center. The J they'll call it the JTAC. <laughs> JTAC sounds a lot more fun. That's but true. I yeah. Junior's out of here. Whether it yeah, be to I the mean, NBA, whether it be to the NBA or a powerhouse basketball school, he's gone. Yeah, I mean, the, the optimist in me would say, well, these are schools that are talking to him. It's not like Gonzaga is like, we want you to be our next starting five. Right. Uh, come here immediately. Like, these are schools that are exploring. Who really knows? But but where the sentence is going is that, I don't know about y'all, I'm starting to feel real pessimistic about tech sports in general. Yeah, uh, the much. other big news that came out this week was that the student fee didn't pass. This was something voted on by the students, whether or not uh, to pay a it was called, I guess, student enhancement, or it was an athletic fee. Call it, call it for what it is. Yeah. Uh, some money went to some other programs, but it was predominantly an athletic fee. Uh, but Louisiana Tech being one of the few FBS level programs that doesn't have a student fee already with a budget smaller than every other school, it just feels like enough cards are being stacked against us. Like, I don't know if it's just me, but the pessimism is really catching up with me and it's starting to be like, well, what's the point? Well, Someone, I think one, it was either Evan or yourself, Nathan, that brought up in the, the group chat, Louisiana Tech has this, one of the smallest budgets yeah. in the country, right? It's it's 129 out of 130 in the FBS. In the FBS, yeah. So ULM is the only one that's smaller than ours, so. <laughs> which, which begs, if Tech has been competing fairly well with such a bad budget, it makes you wonder how good the uh, every sports team could be very good budget. But I don't want to go down that road because then I'll get more sad. Uh, the student yeah. fee not the student fee not passing. I don't really care. Uh, I well, what I mean to say is, when I went to Tech, I was I went on a full ride. I didn't pay a penny, so I uh, I wouldn't have paid for it anyway. So I mean, I wouldn't have cared. I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it. I'm not paying for it. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think there were a number of mistakes made because where I fall on this is a little bit weird i guess like we ne we needed this to pass right we're already second to last in uh in fbs budgets at least last time i heard uh this would have generated i i think i saw somewhere between like two and a half and three million dollars a year which is not going to put us much higher up on that list to be real honest but you know we're at the level where like every penny helps and so we needed this to pass however the fact that they group this lumped it in and called it a student enhancement fee or something like that just opened it up i think to more criticism than just straight up being like this is an athletics fee here's what it's going to do for the student athletes <laughs> but like instead they tried to say okay 90 percent, and i don't know the exact breakdown so don't quote me on this but like 90 percent goes to athletics two percent goes to something called minority 
assistance or something, which like, <laughs> okay, so yeah, you're asking like every student. Health counseling. But yeah, don't, mental don't health counseling. About- so all this stuff that sounds good, right? And you're like, oh yeah, like we we're students, we want to fund this. But then like when you actually look at the breakdown of yeah, the way these shocking. funds are being allocated is like, yeah. why did you even add that stuff in? Because you're just going to piss people off. Yeah, there was like $3 to mental health. Yeah, it's like for every $150 you're charging a student, $3 goes to mental health services on campus. $3 goes to like the minority fund or whatever. And then like $4 went to Greek life. Like, okay, why? Are, why? Why? Yeah. Try why? to get the Greeks and to vote for also, it. It didn't work. Well, so, and then also just, we were, or Evan and I were both in band. Matt, you're a band groupie. Part of that money was. A band groupie? Notice. That's my term for you. Like I was slobbing some knobs or something. What the fuck does that even mean? You were like around I, band people a lot was what I, I meant. But I dressed up in the champ costume and got domed up in Nethkin. I mean, you're being really defensive about this, what I'm saying now. I guess I'm just hiding my insecurities. Yeah. I mean, no. So like, I mean, the things that we were involved in would have also been benefited by this. But my biggest thing looking on it now is that the students didn't want to do this. Cool. <laughs> I was a student once. I didn't have a lot of money. Like adding another fee, that makes sense. If you, It makes sense not to want to do it. If we had a donor base, and I'm, I guess I'm including ourselves in this, if we had millions of dollars to donate to the athletics, then this wouldn't be necessary. But we just we've seen that we don't either have a donor base or we don't have a donor base that's willing to step up and fund these things. And so if the donor base isn't willing, the student body isn't willing, which again, fair students have a lot less money than the people who will be donating millions of dollars. It's how long can we be 129 out of 130 and be competitive in any sense of the word? Well, and I think you're going to see, I mean, we already got passed over by the American conference and whether that was media markets or not, the fact of the matter is, I mean, we were, our budget was, you know, at most 60% of the next lowest school that got in, you know, I mean, they're, they're taking UAB, they're taking Charlotte, those schools have a lot more money. And whether it's because they charge their students $200 a quarter or whatever, I don't know. But it's, it's, we're already being left behind because of our budget size. So I get, I get the pessimism. And I think that one way or the other tech is going to have to figure out a way, uh, to to do this and yeah but i don't know how i mean we you talk about donors not really stepping up to the plate or that's what i'm saying and then i think about the davison family that donated 20 million fucking dollars to build that awesome davison complex but so i i don't know the right answer to this uh we just if the i i'm torn we talked about this in our group chat and some people felt that uh the athletic fee was horrendously stupid and that students shouldn't pay for sports. And then some of us thought, yes, they should. If we want to, if we want to stay relevant or not even stay relevant, just stay survive period. Right. So I'm kind of torn because I would rather the money go to stuff like mental health for, and help for disadvantaged students and stuff like that. Cause at the end of the day, sports, fuck sports. I'd rather people who actually need an education and get help. Uh, however, uh, man, unless tech starts getting some sort of, donation or some sort of fee instituted i don't i don't know how they're gonna i don't know how much longer they can really compete i think that part of it for me right now is just everything hitting all at once and i know like this is already half the show now that we've talked about this and we still have you know sports specifically to talk about but you have this hitting you have junior lofton possibly transferring you have both the men's and women's teams making it to the final game but failing 
You have the the football team, also the men's football team. I guess that's also true. Failing to make a bowl game for the first time since 2013. You have baseball doing well, but, uh, not but, they, but not as good as they were last year, which is an impossibly high bar, or not impossibly, but a very high bar. Uh, but it just feels like everything is on the, the down. And yeah, we just got a new football coach. That may turn things around in a year or two. Basketball may take a year or two, especially with Junior being gone and maybe the rest of the team transferring out with him to get back to where it is, even best case scenario. And then baseball and bowling, the only ones holding the <laughs> the flag saying, uh, please still care. It just feels like everything's hitting at the same time. The American athletic stuff happening at the same time. Um, it's just everything's bad news after bad news after bad news. And at some point, it just feels like, why am I so invested in this? Because well, we ask, like sadness. I ask myself that all the time. Uh, yeah. Why do I still support the school? Well, it's our school. So that goes without saying. Uh, tech could go winless in every sport every year and I'd still support them. But Oh, God. Uh, don't, don't speak that evil on me. Don't, don't, put, that, don't put that evil on me. Don't, yeah. I can actually do a pretty good impression of that scene at a Talladega Nights, but I don't want to scream into my microphone. Oh, okay. oh, you want me to? Don't we'll you put that, that on drop. me, Ricky Bobby. Don't you put that on us. You are not paralyzed. I'm so paralyzed. I'm not paralyzed. <laughs> I'd applaud if I thought my microphone could pick it up. Yeah, that's actually Michael Clark Duncan does. A, I'd argue that that's a better performance than his role in the Green Mile. Wow. No, that's yeah. that's that's uh, so. Yeah. Well, so you know who had a pretty good performance this week? <laughs> the baseball team. <laughs> there you go. Better than the Green Mile. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've never seen the Green Mile. Oh, the what? I I've actually seen what? that one. I've actually seen I mean, that. One. It takes place in Louisiana. It's very good. I, we can't do this every week. We can't list a movie I haven't seen every week we do the show. Tom Hanks is in it. I haven't seen a lot of Hanks, Tom Hanks movies. I haven't seen uh, Forrest Gump, which was what? one that we talked about what? a couple weeks ago. What? Yeah, Tom Hanks wasn't in Lord of the Rings, right? Or else that would really tie everything what? together. <laughs> He was not in Lord of the Rings, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> TH would not besmirch his resume by okay. stooping All right. that level. All right. You're talking about a fucking Oscar-winning film series, bud. Okay, anyway. I mean, you're talking so, about okay, a... Okay, we can't talk about the Oscars without talking about something else. So let's just skip over to baseball. Wow. Um, where, where, where no slaps were given, except one on Tuesday night to ULL, who then returned the favor on Wednesday. Uh oh. Yeah, Tech went 1-1 against the Cajuns this week. Um, game 1, both of these games taking place in Ruston, by the way. Uh, Tech was supposed to play ULL twice in Ruston this week, or this year, on two different weeks. Uh, but because of weather, the sec- the first game got bumped back to this Wednesday. Uh, I guess this past Wednesday. And so we played back-to-back nights against the Raging Cajuns. Uh, game 1, Greg Martinez got the start for the Bulldogs and was fantastic. He retired 15 of the 17 batters he faced and his five innings of work with seven strikeouts. Meanwhile, Tech was able to load the bases in the first, but then score until a solo home run from Taylor Young opened up the third inning. Netterville doubled in a runner to make the score th- uh, make the score two to nothing after three. Jackson Lancaster entered the game in the sixth inning and quickly gave up a run. He was then replaced by Landon Tompkins, who got the dogs out of the jam and kept the score at two to one. But the Landon Tompkins, my boy. His magic didn't last long, though, as he gave up a two-run home run in the seventh. Uh, Warner Raccones, or Raccones? I watched this game. I should know how to pronounce these names right now. I think it's Raccones, uh, but I'm yeah. not sure. It was his, his first, first home run, run of the year. year. Yeah. Uh, McLeod answers with his first home run of the year to tie the game in the bottom of the seventh 
the three tech batters force full count walks in the inning to walk in the leading run. Tech couldn't get the timely hit, but the score remained 4-3 to three after Corona popped out with the bases loaded. Hal Perry came to the game to more or less shut things down, but the Bulldogs weren't done at 4-3, to three, adding three more runs in the bottom of the eighth just for fun to make the score 7-3, to three, and that's your final. Hell yeah. Pretty pretty fun game. Um, you know, pretty good, good, mix, good mix of great pitching from Greg Martinez and, and you know, the bats were alive. So, um, you know, pretty solid team performance from Tech there in game one against ULL. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> that didn't really last for all of game two. Sorry, Nugget is uh, chewing on a squeaky toy behind me. Hey, come here, bud. Anyway, uh, Tech jumped out to an early lead in game two after Walker Birchfield drove in two runs with the bases loaded. Matulia uh, hit a sack fly and then a single by Hasler and Tech was up four to nothing in after one frame. Um, remember how last weekend we talked about Tech true freshman pitcher Ryan Harland and wondered if he'd get to start any this week? Well, I guess uh, Lane Burroughs listens to the show because he came out Wednesday to start the game, uh, his first start as a true freshman, um, and he did pretty well. Um, he did give up one run in the second inning, but Taylor Young immediately answered with a solo shot to left field to make the score 5-1 to one after two. Uh, that home run, combined with a five-pitch walk to McLeod, caused ULL to go to their bullpen after just one and a third. But that actually turned out to be a pretty bad move on Tech's part uh, to, to drive that guy away because after scoring five runs on five hits in those first one and a third innings, Bulldog Bats went cold and could only muster five hits and just one run in the entire rest of the game on reliever Cooper Rawls. Uh, Cooper Rawls, by the way, struck out 12 Bulldogs in Jesus. his, his uh, seven and two thirds innings of work. So pretty good performance from him. But Tech is up five to one, right? When this happens, so that's you know maybe Tech is still going to hold on to win this game, even though I just kind of gave a spoiler for you know they score one more run themselves. Uh, four good innings of work from Ryan Harland. He gave up three hits and only one run, and then Jarrett Wharf came out to pitch in the fifth. Final famous um, last words, ladies and gentlemen. Well, you say that, but he quickly <laughs> retired the first three batters he faced on just nine pitches in the fifth inning. Uh, unfortunately for Tech, though, those nine pitches were just about all Jarrett Worf could muster in the game. In the sixth, he faced eight batters oh. and allowed the Cajuns to come all the way back to tie the game at 6-6, all while only recording one out. Oh. So he, he retired one of the eight batters he faced and allowed five runs um, during his, uh, his sixth inning. Then uh, Anthony Gianetti came out and was able to limit the damage to just two more runs, but the score was eight to six after that seven run sixth inning by the Cajuns. In the bottom of the ninth, Tech was able to make things interesting uh, with two outs and runners at the corners, but McConnell couldn't solve Cooper Rawls and ULL held on to win eight to six. Uh, just one bad inning. And, you know, we've talked before about uh, Coach Burroughs not having a short enough leash on some pitchers and you know, you're, you let the guy face eight batters before you pull him out. And I, I don't know, maybe it's, maybe he didn't have anybody in the bullpen, which I guess is fair. And you have to give a guy time to warm up, but that's or possibly uh, just showing your faith in your pitcher. And maybe it's misplaced faith, but just saying, Hey, look, you got this. 
I believe in you, basically. I mean, you're not really saying that because you're not an inspirational poster of a cat <laughs> hanging from a wire. But it does, more or Disney less. Movie? Yeah. Or, Remember the Titans? I haven't seen that one either. What um, the fuck? God oh, damn it. man. Wow. I've seen all yeah. of these films we're talking about tonight. Uh, normally, <laughs> I haven't seen movies, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, but this isn't... I mean, a lot of times, you know, keep a guy in there, especially at this point in the season, and say, we'll need you later. So I'm going to put my faith in you now. And it didn't work out because, I mean, we saw what happened to the final score. But we need Worf to at least be solid out of the bullpen. We can't have all these pitchers and not trust any of them other than Ryan Harland or uh, Cade Gibson. We need to trust some of these guys. And so to just immediately pull them every time may be the better move for the game, but may shoot the confidence or any confidence they have left, um, which you'll need later in the season. Yeah. I mean, I saw um, on Bleed Tech Blue, uh, LaTeX Sports Central actually posted a, a comparison side by side of this season so far and last season. Um, would you guys say that the the ERA for this season or last season is uh, better? Like, which season do you think the pitching has been better? It's in? got. I mean, it's got. I, I'm. I have a hard time believing it would be this year, but I'm guessing that that's the trick in this. Yeah. So yeah, last year was not great, but we had better bats. Yeah. Last year was 5.01 was the team ERA. Uh, this year so far 3.87, so it's actually like significantly better. Um, and you say our our bats our bats have cooled down this year. We're batting 273 as a team right now. Uh, it's it's actually been pretty rough in conference so far. It's like 250 or something like that in conference. Um, last season we were at 306, but <laughs> the runs per game we've only gone down from 7.5 to 7.4. So we're still generating runs. Um, but honestly, if we can kind of get out of this batting slump we've been in, the pitching is there. I, I think as long as we can, you know, maybe regress back to around 275 or even closer to three. Uh, point you know 300 in the batting average column like we'll be all right we will absolutely be all right um but anyway uh you know this past weekend took on rice the one-time power <laughs> in cusa yeah, i thought you were trying to think of what their nickname was like the uh owls no the, you know they, they they were once good and now they are not yes. good um yeah and, too bad they didn't have the wisdom to see that coming <laughs> jesus how many how many wins does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? A one, a two, a three. And that's how yeah. many wins the Bulldogs <laughs> had this weekend against the thank Rice you. Owls. I think that's what you're setting me up for. Yes, thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, game one, Friday night, uh, Walker Birchfield opened the game with a three-run home run in the first inning. And Cade Gibson, who only allowed three hits, ten strikeouts, and four walks, was great through six innings to keep the game at three to nothing, pitching a shutout through those first six. And the seventh inning, Greg Martinez came out and uh, wasn't very good. He faced three batters and gave up two runs, and his other batter would score and be credited to him. Uh, Krieger came out and eventually got the job done, but Rice had the game tied at three. Uh, but in the eighth, Krieger went three up, three down, then Birchfield single, and Corona crushed a home run finally yeah. to make the game five to three, which is your final. Yeah. Um, I think the wind was blowing out on Friday night, and I think uh, Jay and Dave were both uh, expecting more home runs to be hit, but you know, we got the, we got the two Walker Birchfield yeah. hit one in the first and uh, Corona hit one in the eighth. And that was enough. 
Yeah, well, if you're not happy with eight runs, maybe you'll be happy with 12 total runs because Saturday, Ryan Jennings gets the start. He makes his first start since March 19th. And I said that a lot of runs were scored, but it's not because of Jennings. He was great. 14 strikeouts. Yeah, That's the that most was... by a tech pitcher since 2007. Yeah, really, really good stuff from Ryan Jennings. He did give up the three runs. I think he gave up a homer, but again, it was pretty windy. But uh, so if they could get the bat on the ball, they were doing pretty well. Yeah. But, you know, uh, Martinez or no, sorry, Jennings, you know, kind of was he had fallen down into that reliever role. But with five games this week, you know, got back into that starting rotation and kind of solidified himself there, I think, with 14 strikeouts in seven yeah, innings. That's how you do it. Uh, but the bats started out cold and the dogs were down three nothing going into the fifth inning. But then. A triple from Tyler Young gets Tech on the board, and then a cloud singles to drive in Young, and Netherville home runs, or homered, I guess is the, the past tense verb, to bring the score to 4-3 to three Tech. Adarius Myers adds another home run in the sixth, and then Birchfield doubles in two more runs, Corona singles in another, and Tech leaves the bases loaded, but they're now up 8-3. to three. Harlan and Tompkins complete the eighth and ninth innings, and Tech goes and wins game two to take the series heading into the Sunday game by winning this one nine to three. Yep. Um, and then Sunday, you know, the, the rubber match, but we had already won the series. So not really, I guess uh, the wind was not like blowing out of this. <laughs> the wind was not blowing straight out of the stadium. It was blowing straight into the stadium. So it figured to be a lower scoring game. And it was tech got on the board in the first inning with an RBI double from McConnell and an RBI single from Birchfield, whose name we've said a whole lot this episode, if you haven't noticed. Uh, and then Netterville knocked in a home run in the third, a solo shot to make it three to nothing. Uh, Jonathan Fincher had a pretty solid <laughs> outing. He, he pitched six innings, gave up seven hits and only had four strikeouts, but he didn't allow any runs, which is the most important stat. Uh, in the seventh tech went with Jarrett Worf, whose last outing, uh, went pretty bad if you remember, but this time he retired all six batters he faced in two innings of work and Kyle Krieger, um, gave up a run uncharacteristically in the top of the ninth, but tech held on to win three to one and sweep the owls. Um, which, yeah, I mean, it's always good to get a weekend sweep in conference play. <laughs> Even though Rice is not as good as they have been in the past, it doesn't really That's matter. Seven I'll take straight a win over. against Rice. We swept them last year too, didn't we? I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty I sure. Just, my my you... fondest baseball memory, and maybe because I wasn't at the Western Regional for any of the games, Oof. is walking off Rice with a walk off walk with the bases loaded and just laughing at Ford Proctor, which I guess was that generation's Dustin Dickerson, even though he never pitched. But it was the kind of guy who you just love to hate. Yeah, I was going to correct you and say that my favorite my fondest tech baseball memories are not from the Rustin regional. That was really cool. However, <laughs> uh, yeah. I seem to recall a certain short, a certain shortstop pitching in the bottom of the ninth with the bases loaded. Anyway. Um, yeah. Whenever I get to mention but, that, I will. Um, yeah. It, but it's not Dustin Dickerson or Ford Proctor, whose name we said a bunch. And this weekend wrap up uh, here on the podcast, it's Walker Birchfield. I mean, you want to yeah. go ahead and read this guy's stat line for the weekend. Yeah, uh, seven hits in 16 at-bats, so that's that's a 438 average. But two doubles, two home runs, nine RBIs. I mean, my God, the next closest guy on the team has four RBIs. Uh, his OPS was 1.408. Is that good, Nathan? That is good. <laughs> okay, good. Just just wanted just, to confirm. Just to confirm it for you. Yeah. yeah. 
it's, it's kind of odd because Taylor Young goes eight for 20 with two home runs and a triple and is somehow still outshined by another member of his team. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, Cole McConnell had a really good week batting nine for 19. Steel Netterville kind of came back. Uh, he's he's had some rough weekends lately, but he went eight for 21 with two home runs himself. So, I mean, just a, just a really good weekend at the plate for Tech um, and on the mound, honestly. Like, there was no catastrophic meltdown in this game, which was, or in this series, which was really nice. I mean, uh, Martinez, you know, we mentioned that in game two, he gave up three runs in facing three batters, but guess what? Coach pulled him out. That was, that's weird. Coach didn't allow him to score, yeah. you know, 15 runs or <laughs> before, the, before we pulled out our pitcher. So, you know, love, love to see that. Yeah. This week, we were supposed to play against Northwestern State. Uh, game got pushed back due to weather, I believe. That's usually what it is when it comes to postponing yeah. baseball yeah, games. Yeah, pretty, pretty gnarly uh, thunderstorm rolling through this area right now. So, Oof. Yeah. I mean, fortunately for us, by doing this podcast a couple of days late, we won't miss a game. So I guess blame us for the poor weather. Uh, <laughs> but this weekend, the Bulldogs will travel to Huntington, West Virginia, where they played Marshall. Um Matt, do you know anything about where Marshall plays their baseball games? Uh, the only thing I really know about Huntington, West Virginia, is it's got a pretty bad reputation on members of the BOP that went up there for the CUSA title game in 2014. <laughs> that, yeah, I mean, that that's, that's fair. It's true. Yeah, I've been there a couple times since. It's not quite as bad as I remember from that first trip, but it's still, eh, I've been to better places. I want to give you the start times for the first pitch in all three games, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. Friday. 2 p.m. first pitch. Okay. Saturday, noon first pitch. Okay, yeah. Sunday, 9.30 a.m. first pitch. Hmm. You may notice those are all while the sun is in the sky. Uh, uh, Marshall yeah. does not have <laughs> lights on their field. Marshall does not have lights on their field because they play in a YMCA field. Ah, okay. Um, Nathan, I also saw on the forums, and I'm not sure if this is true or a joke, but apparently Lane Burroughs said on the radio that they may play a doubleheader on Saturday rather than uh, play the game at 9.30 a.m. But they aren't sure because they can't move up the 12 p.m. start time of the first game due to youth soccer being played on the same field. <laughs> yeah. So they want to oh. make it a doubleheader because Tech's flight out of Columbus, Ohio. They're not even flying out of Huntington. Wow, that's not, that's not that close. That's not that close. I've made that drive. I listened to the Burroughs interview. They're flying out of Columbus. That flight got moved up. It was supposed to be like a night flight out of Columbus to, I guess, Dallas. I don't know what that connection would be. But yeah, so, I mean, Marshall uh, team-wise, not the best this year to get back on track with this preview. Um, right. They are 15, 18, and 1. RPI of 208. So wait, not wait. the great. Hey, wait, 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 wait. They tied 15, somebody? 18, and one. Did the youth soccer youth soccer team need their field fast? Yeah. So 15, <laughs> Did 18, it get and one. Dark and they had to like call the game. Yes. As a yep. What? On March 12th, the Saturday game, oh they played God. against Merrimack. The game ended as a nine, nine tie. I, I mean, uh, congratulations, Sunbelt, I guess. I, I don't. Uh, Jesus. This is who you're getting. Uh, yeah. I mean, and, uh, to preview Marshall, the team, I mean, like you said, they're not great. They're uh they're batting 276 as a as a club right now. Um and their team ERA is 8th in the conference at 5.39. Um so a good, you know, 
extra one one and a half ish runs more than tech allows per game typically so their best hitter is a guy named luke edwards who's batting 347 um on the season and he is uh not really a power hitter he's he's slugging at 576 um so you know he's he's efficient he's got uh well i say he's not a power hitter he's got nine uh doubles and eight home runs so uh, I guess I guess that's pretty good, but let's see. Pitching wise, it looks like they kind of pitch by committee. Their their highest um, amount of innings pitched is a guy named Jeffrey Purnell, who's pitched forty seven innings and he's got an ERA of three point six four and holds opponent batters to two forty six. So he's probably going to be their Friday guy if I had to guess. Uh, other than that, they've got another guy who's pitched thirty eight innings, but his ERA is seven point seven five. So. Then there's a bunch of guys in the 30s and t- and low 30s and 20s. So I'm guessing they're more of a committee uh, team after Friday night. So uh, hopefully Tech can uh, can get the sweep this weekend. Yeah, especially because we talked last week about ULO and Rice both kind of being not as bad as their records had shown. Meanwhile, Marshall has not looked good against top half of college baseball. 0-3 against the top 25%, 4-7 against the next 25, uh, like the second 20, between 25 and 50%, I guess. Quadrant two is the way it's put here. And then that one tie was in quadrant four because Merrimack is also not a good team. So they, they tied a bad team, which sounds worse. Yeah. I, I, after sweeping rice, I feel like we can sweep Marshall is really how I feel yeah. about this week. Uh, there's no reason we can't and just, uh, spit in the face of baseball teams that tie games. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it, it is on the road and, uh, I don't know if y'all remember, but we did split that four game series at home with Marshall last year. So there's just something about Marshall that kind of kind of gets to tech sometimes. But the Cody I think, Sokol problem. Yeah. God, the the hug heard around the world. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I think tech should be in pretty good shape uh, against this team at the Kennedy Center YMCA in Huntington, West Virginia. Oh, Jesus. Matt, do you do you think a sweep is in the cards for Texas? I week? fucking hope so, guys. I fucking hope so. If you can't beat a team that doesn't have electricity, <laughs> what's the fucking point? Fair enough. Um, just to cover softball real quick, Tech played five games last week, and here's how they went. A 9 to nothing win over ULM in five innings, an 11-3 to win over SFA in six innings, and then swept Nichols. So they won all five. Uh, don't know why they didn't play a conference series last weekend, but whatever. I'll take five wins. Tech is now up to number 103 in Massey, but this week they travel to number 50 North Texas uh, for a three-game series. So it'll be pretty tough for the Texters, but seems like they're getting hot here at the right time. Yeah, unfortunately, the win over Stephen F. Austin was in softball this week and not bowling Ooh. because Tech made it to the finals of the Arlington Regional, but in the regional final against Stephen F. Austin, fell to the Lumberjack? That's what they're called, right? I think they're the called spot. the Lady Jacks. It's worse. It is yeah. definitely worse. Yeah, Stephen F. Austin defeated the Louisiana Tech bowling team to head to the NCAA Finals. Just what what Daniel was saying in the chat, your brother Daniel Evan, yeah. that it was just Stephen F. Austin. They weren't the best team that showed up. They weren't the highest ranked, but they were just hot and couldn't miss. And Tech has run into those buzzsaws before in other sports. We'll be the best team, but run into a hot contender in the final game in football basketball baseball whatever and just always walk away a bridesmaid yep i mean just had to had to win 
uh, had to beat SFA twice to make it to the NCAA championships uh, this upcoming weekend. But luckily, bowling has another shot. They, they've got the USBC championships, I think, in two weeks. Um, so we'll cover that next week, probably. Yeah, but I think I think that's about it as far as sports stuff that happened this week. I'm sure there were some other sports that happened, but uh, we can cover that later. Uh, so yeah, that brings us to the tweet of the week. And the last thing I guess to talk about in sports this week, I want to give the tweet of the week to the official basketball account because Tech hired as an assistant, a special assistant to the head coach, a four-time National Junior College Association of America National Championship head coach. All good and fine. His name is Tim McGraw. Tech hired Tim McGraw to be a special assistant to the head coach. Yes. That's comedy right there. Indeed. His name is Tim McGraw. It, End it of is. joke. Please yeah, clap. I, well, I may, I also clap made a joke, now, but clap now. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, we don't need to sing Gay Wolf again. No. Uh, actually, we do need to sing Gay Wolf again. Anything uh, to brighten yeah. my spirits. Uh, yeah. If I knew anything else about Tim McGraw, I'd make some sort of joke or transition out of it. But I just uh, wanted to get music singing. He's married to Faith Hill. A woman stole his wedding ring off his hand during a concert once while he was singing. Damn. Uh, his father uh, was a major league pitcher, pitcher for the Mets, Tug McGraw. Tug your what? His father's <laughs> name is... His, also, uh, Tug McGraw is from Start, Louisiana. Do you guys not know any of this? Are you fucking kidding me? I did not know that his father's name was Tug McGraw. And his pop's I, name is Tug McGraw. He was a fucking ace pitcher for the New York Mets in the 60s. I, I still want to know... What you want me to tug? I'm still confused. Tug my girl. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, that about wraps it up for this episode of the GoTech Blaze on Die podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at G O T E C H P L S D N T D I E or head to our blog, our contest center, and our store, all in the same place, gtpdd.dog, where you can still get this month's shirt of the month. It features a street sign indicating the corner of which J.C. Lovefield sits and is a baseball spring team shirt that you can still get for, I guess, a few more weeks because April's not even half over yet. So get that while you can. Also did the baseball contest. I'm going to be late on grading it this week because uh, aforementioned vacation. Uh, but just make sure you get your answers in before Tech plays Marshall at whatever time in the afternoon they're playing the Friday game because of the sun going down the most thing. yeah just you know go ahead and do it now just to be on the safe side but yeah until next time i'm nathan i'm evan i'm matt and go tech please don't die out of columbus that flight got moved up it was supposed to be like a night flight out of columbus to i guess dallas i don't know what that connection would be night flight but, is a bad song by led zeppelin that's a I'll great fucking report. song you son of a bitch <laughs> i mean it's not in the top half of led zeppelin it's songs. easily it's in my top five are you no you're, you're not it's no in my way. top five no fucking way top three that is not <laughs> okay all right easily top right. five top five absolutely Oh, I can't name you a single What is wrong with you? Nathan. Stare at a toaster for 12 hours a day when you were a kid?